That song by Sting, Dead Man's Rope, I uh, listened to while I was out on the Camino, and uh, it's never cool admitting this with a buddy in the room, but for the first 30 days of walking, I cried every day. Every day. But is that ever something, Gordo, that you would consider doing? Not crying every day, I mean walking the Camino. Yeah, but uh, as you alluded before, like, how do you do that in, when you have a regular job and all that stuff? Right? Yeah, so. well, you know, in between jobs, maybe. I'd be, I'd be yeah. fascinated to see how, what impact the Camino would have on you. Sunburn for sure. <laughs> well said. We are moving along. We're on to a, a little segment where we are going to chat with two Drew Marshall Show listeners. One's from the States and one is from Australia. One just got back from the Camino and one is about to head out onto the Camino. And so on Skype is, let's see, Lisa, can, we, can you hear us okay? Can you hear me? Yeah, Lisa. Uh, you are about to head out on the Camino when? Hello, Lisa. Stand by for Lisa. Brett, maybe you should say something. Brett? Yeah, I, I, can, I can hear you loud and clear, Drew. Hey, can I just start, start by saying uh, the tears, that's the good stuff. That's the gold on the Camino. I was tearing it up he- heaps. It's, it's important stuff. You were, huh? So you're, you're, Absolutely. you're, you're emotionally vulnerable male like me? Oh, it's not about that. There's a, there's a, uh... There's a North American saying that says that, uh, and I was saying this on the Camino, uh, a young man who can't cry is a savage, an old man who can't laugh is a fool. I reckon there's a lot of wisdom in that. Wow. Well, i got to find who said that. Who said that? Was that Donald Trump? <laughs> Pueblo. No, 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 no. <laughs> Pueblo Indian wisdom. Okay, that'll work. That'll work for me. When did you get back from the Camino? I got back from the Camino a little bit over a month ago. I uh, was there for... Uh, six weeks uh yeah it was quite a significant uh transformational experience for me i've I've got to say yeah it was was awesome i highly recommend and i'll be very keen to to have a chat to to lisa and and help her out on her camino which would um as as you would know drew is going to be her camino and be quite different to mine but uh, there's probably some some commonalities your preparation uh i had uh uh, three uh, blokes that were quite actively involved with my preparation here in Australia. Yeah, and it, actually, yeah, four, four of them actually, but I certainly really benefited from having their wisdom and their uh, their support. Uh, so, yeah, as as you'd be aware, sort of paying it forward and helping um, other pilgrims is I'm sure. with a Camino spirit. How did you find out about the Camino? Um, I first found out about it through what's commonly referred to on the Camino as the movie. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the Way. The Way with uh, Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez and a cast of characters. Yeah. Yep. That's that's probably when I first heard about the Camino. But um, I've also, in Australia here, I'm involved with a um, uh, network of men's groups uh, it's called the Centre for Men Australia, and there's a whole heap of... Um, guys who'd previously done their Camino, I'd watched the um, transformation in them, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I just kind of, uh, I found myself in a bit of a life transition phase, and I had a bit of time off from work, and I had the ability to carve out enough time, so well, yeah, I did it, I Brilliant. was really 
Uh, let me just uh, let me let me just check in with Lisa here because I think she might be with us right now. Lisa, can you hear us? Lisa, if you can, can you hear... hear me now. Oh, there yeah. she is. Oh, yes, we yeah. hear you now. Hi, Lisa. Here I am. Yay! Hi. Uh, Lisa, Brett was just sharing that he found out about the Camino through the movie The Way. How did you find out about the Camino? I found out from listening to your podcast on my way to work. Well, that's a sorry state of affairs. You need to get a life. <laughs> that's ridiculous. So you heard us talking about the Camino after I came back and heard the interviews, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're leaving when? I'm leaving September 24th. Okay. And Brett's been back for, I think, just over a month now. Is that right, Brett? Yeah, that's correct. I was basically started in um, early May, finished mid-June. Okay. So, Lisa, you heard me talk about the Camino ad nauseum here on the show, and I'm sure some people are quite <laughs> sick of it, but Brett has just come back. Anything come to mind that you want to ask Brett about, about his journey or his preparation, even if it's logistics? What do you want to ask Brett? By the way, Brett, this is Lisa from Connecticut? No, Massachusetts. Where are you at? Massachusetts. Right now I'm in New York, but I, I live in Massachusetts. Okay. And Brett's from what part of Australia? I'm uh, I'm from southeast Queensland, just a uh, small little um, yeah country town about two hundred uh, about hundred kilometres southwest of Brisbane. Okay, so you're near Brisbane for everyone else who yeah, doesn't. Yeah, quite close to Brisbane. Yeah. Okay. So Lisa, question for Brett at all? Well, I've done so much reading. In fact, sometimes I have to put it down because that's just too much information. But I read every day online and forums, so I get a lot of information. But it's just the little things like. When do I switch my money? Um, which fleece liner to bring? Which silk liner to get? You know, those little questions um, that I wonder about getting money. I know there's ATMs, um, but just making sure that I have enough money on me. When can I use cash? When do I have to use euros? So that's a big, that's a big question for me. Okay, Brett? Yeah, sure. There's some, they're, they're good questions too, and there's plenty of logistical stuff. I reckon as, as far as uh, money goes, I'm not sure what it's like in the States, but um, I got a uh, cash uh, passport. I found that was um, quite handy. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if it's the. I, in fact, I, I talked to a lot of a lot of North Americans, um, particularly Americans, that had quite good deals with their either their credit cards or uh, or their accounts and stuff. So they didn't need to go the direction I did. Uh, the thing that was a killer for me as an Australian was the um, exchange rate from Aussie dollars to euros. That made things a little bit. But yeah. the uh, Americans, you've got a bit of a stronger um, exchange rate, so uh, it's not as much of a concern for you guys. Sure, but, sure. But uh, in terms of in terms of that, yeah, it's worth looking around. Um, I think you'd find a fair bit of stuff on travel forums as far as um, as far as what to do, and it's you've got to be careful. You know, you get stung pretty heavily on conversion rate exchange rates yeah, and yeah. stuff um brett did you finish at the at the uh, at the cathedral at the camino de santiago de compostela or did you go all the way to finisterre i i did go on to finisterre i suppose i, I officially finished in uh at the cathedral but yeah i did uh stick around there for a day and then decided to go on to finisterre i thought that was really good because as you know drew the last 100 kilometers from surya onwards is a bit of bit of uh, bit chaotic lots of pilgrims on the way yes and uh, it's a great way to unwind for another i did finisterre in three days which was probably a bit quick too but uh yeah it was a nice way to unwind and um 
finish off at the Atlantic, although it's not the official end of the Camino Francis. It's in um, Santiago Cathedral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you, Brad, I want to know specifically why you did this. Can you be open about that, or is there stuff you don't want to yeah, share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in the last five years, I'd probably deepened my spirituality specifically. I'd, I'd probably been formed, uh, I'd say, in the Protestant evangelical sort of tradition, um, but I'd sort of been uh, around the edges of uh, gold from Catholicism in terms of the Desert Fathers and uh, and all that sort of um, stuff, particularly the, the orders stuff, very much drawn to the Franciscan uh, sort of approach. And I feel I really got in touch with, uh, I felt like I was following the footsteps of St. Francis, actually, literally, which was really cool. But uh, I suppose, yeah, I, I was specifically doing it, I've just uh, transitioned career, uh, just made a bit of a change. I've gone back to full-time study now to change from being a teacher to a uh, um, training to be a school guidance counsellor. Uh, and Camino is brilliant for anyone I suppose, seeking to do any sort of major transition, change. To me, mine was a rite of passage into a new career, but there was also a heck of a lot of transformation, I think, that was going on under the hood Mm. there. Um, I think, yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel Camino maybe made a small C Catholic out of me, which is, I might need to explain what I mean by that in terms of, um, yeah, just a sense of one church. One of the things that I found awesome about it is how inclusive Camino is. It's um, There's people from all sorts of traditions and quite a few, as you know, Drew, from, yeah, that, that uh, have all sorts of diverse backgrounds that may not necessarily identify with the, I suppose, the historicity of, of the Camino. And it's, you know, the 1,200-year-old pilgrimage, you know, a Catholic pilgrimage that it is. And I think that's the best of the Camino. It's it's a radically inclusive journey about including all. And I think really quite dramatically changed me. Was uh, it, it gave me a much broader framework in which to view faith and spirituality. Interesting, interesting. So why were you such a sucky pants? Why were you crying so much there, you big Aussie bloke? <laughs> Uh, wasn't wasn't a sucky pants at all, Drew. I was I was um, as I was as I was saying earlier. I was, I was saying to Drew, you know, a uh, young man who can't cry is a savage. So uh, in fact, I reckon that when the tears flow, that's when the good stuff actually happens. Yeah. Um, because I think what's happening there is it's the ability for a uh, bloke to grieve well, and uh, it's w- worth exploring a little bit more about that, Drew. And I'm I'm keen to poke around at those sort of edges because I noticed. Notice you talk a bit about that on your on your show. No, but, um, never talk about crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Cry, crying seri- seriously, it's important. And and the ladies are usually the first to cheerlead on the sidelines when they watch the the, the blokes cry. So uh, it's um, it's good stuff. And there was plenty of that. And I think the really cool thing was, um, you know, I had some really great conversations with not only my Camino brothers but also my Camino sisters, but um, but yeah, I, I suppose I, I was, there was a lot of issues I was trying to work out. Uh, most of the really cool stuff came out on the Masetta, which um, mm-hmm. the Masetta is 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 a uh, is the real soul challenge, I think, of, of mm-hmm. the Camino. Yeah. Oh, it's, we got uh, we, Lisa. You're back. So tell everyone I what am. tell everyone what you've heard about this Masetta. 
Oh, as soon as he said it, I thought, oh, goodness. I've heard that it takes quite a few days to do it. I was wondering if I should do it for a couple of days. I've heard people then take a taxi or a bus, you know, and they don't finish it. So how many days does it really take to get through that? Brett? Uh, I think, I think it, from memory, the Masetta was, um, was uh, pretty much most of the part from uh, Burgos to to Leon, so it's a good uh, seven days. I would wow. highly recommend. I would highly recommend not skipping the Masetta. Okay. Masetta, Masetta was was possibly. I know this sounds a bit weird, but was probably my highlight of my Camino. Um, hmm. They say that the uh, contemplatives and the mystics love the Masetta. And for everyone else, it just about drives them mad. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Andrew McCarthy was on our show, and he talked about his Camino experience, and uh, he said yeah, that was hell, uh, absolute hell for him. And uh, and then he said to me, dude, you're going to do this in silence? You have to be able to swear out loud at the Camino. <laughs> uh, and, and I think he was referring to that long stretch of flat, dry nothing. It's like walking across Saskatchewan, Canada, right? So We, we, we would call it the Nullarbor Plain here in Australia. Right. And I think the Americans called it the Kansas of the Camino. Yeah, that mm-hmm. works. That works. I get it. Are you afraid of doing this? I am not afraid at all. Maybe that, maybe that afraid scares me more. Right. No, I just been listening to you and reading a lot that it's so safe. I have no fears about it, other than getting there and getting started the first two days. After that, I'm just like winging it. So I'm not afraid at all. Brett, are you, are you, are you doing it solo, Lisa? I am. I am. Good. That's the best way to do it. That's what Drew told me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, best way to do it. Hold on. I love hearing that. Can you say it again? That's what Drew told me. That's what Drew told me. Yes. <laughs> love it. And, 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 and the other thing, Lisa, uh, the ladies on the Camino are incredibly safe. I'd, I'd reassure you on that. And you know what? I think I was watching. I was very fiercely protective of my uh, Camino sisters. And I'll tell you mm. what, if there's any creepy bloke that was going to come and uh, do uh, anything, I've been the first one to get in his grill and... Uh, <laughs> Leave yeah. my sister alone. I met a couple of Swiss girls who were walking with me over there, and I think that was one of the reasons they they uh, enjoyed walking with me. Well, there were a couple of reasons. One, I was a male who wasn't talking, so that's a blessing. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then the other one was that I'm 6'4", 230, bald, and I had two giant branches in my hand. So, you know. <laughs> That worked. Lisa, spiritually for you, you know, what are you, what are you hoping for from a spiritual point of view? What I'm hoping for, you know, it's funny that you, it's hard to put into words. I know you talk about when people come back from the Camino, they can't put it into words. And I already can't put into words why I want to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess what I can say that I want to get the most out of it is just time by myself to think, to reflect, to see, you know, the, the world that God made that I can't, that I don't see from here. Just to put everything else aside have my alone time with him and just figure out kind of what's next in my life. My husband says I'm doing this as a, oh, what is it, a midlife crisis. And I wouldn't say it's a crisis, but I think it is kind of a midpoint. It's like I'm kind of at a different place in my life, and I just want to hear from him and and just have time alone to think. So, Brett, are are there any words of wisdom you would give uh, to Lisa as far as if you want to be open to as much cathartic change as possible on the Camino, then be careful not to do this, or be careful to stay away from the, or be careful of these landmines that are in front of you. 
Any thoughts on that, mm-hmm. Brett? Uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a few thoughts there, and and Lisa, I, I have to say, it sounds like you've got as as generous a, uh, a husband as I do, a generous <laughs> wife who allows yeah. me to go off and do my Spanish walkabout for uh, for six weeks. But um, yeah. yeah, there's a few things there. I reckon uh, the biggest thing is um, try and carve out as much time to do it as slowly as you can. Mm-hmm. Try and be careful of particularly other pilgrims that might be in a bit of a rush to do it. I called them, uh, <laughs> some, some of them that I walked with, I called them the, the billy goats and they were in a little bit too much of a rush to do it. And I kind of mm. found myself needing to unhitch from their billy goat cart. Um, yeah. Be careful, be open to meet a lot of pilgrims. And I, this, this uh, New York girl actually who I bumped into, I'll give her a shout out, her name's Megan, I called her, I Australianised her name, called it Megsy, so g'day Megsy, <laughs> and uh, basically what, what Megsy said, she told me this term called, apparently a dating term, I've been married for a while so I wasn't aware of this, but it's called ghosting, and that's apparently when you kind of make a connection uh, online in a dating relationship, but then you disappear. Uh, it's got a, it's got, there's a similarity. I think what happens is pilgrims make very deep connections and very yeah. fast. You know, there's no, there's no BS. You go straight to the, straight to the jugular. And yep. um, I think because uh, everyone's there on a similar sort of purpose, we're all trying to get to Santiago. But there's the inner soul journey that everyone's doing as well. So they wanted mm-hmm. to do that well. And I think um, just be open to making connections with pilgrims but also attaching and also very quickly and easily detaching. I noticed mm-hmm. the young ones, particularly the, the 20-somethings, were sort of making these really intense connections and then they couldn't detach as easily. I sort of went into these, you know, connected with a group and then detached and then... Because everyone's walking at a different pace, so you kind of yeah. um, you kind of bump into people and then all of a sudden they disappear and they reappear another week later. Um, so I think it, it, it's getting the balance right there. And uh, Camino is an incredible community. Make yourself open to being connected with that community. But I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like a bit of a seesaw as well. There's kind of like this uh, this solitude dimension to it. And there's plenty yeah. of opportunity for that on the on the Masetta and uh, <laughs> parts like that. And and that's and be open to that. Try not. Try and resist the temptation to go for headphones on the Masetta. I know that sounds really difficult. No, 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 no. It it doesn't. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound difficult at all. First of all, all the three of us are not millennials, so we don't need headphones. (laughs) And the reality is, that's the point. If you can't walk a pilgrimage without earphones, and I don't know, even if you want to listen to ocean waves while you're walking, I mean, come on, unplug and listen to the natural. You you, you know what, Drew? I noticed a lot of older pilgrims that were going straight for the headphones. Really? (laughs) Maybe there. Maybe there was a hearing device. Hearing device or something. Some so. of them were hard and funny. It's very <laughs> difficult to be around me, myself and I for extended periods of time. Yeah. And and I, I don't think that's the thing. It's sit with the discomfort of that. If you kind of going, oh, why am I a little bit uncomfortable with with being in my own skin? And that's, and so sit with the discomfort of that, I think. Yeah. But, but mm. kind of, I suppose the big thing is I, I kind of find it like a seesaw. You kind of go from having periods of, of solitude and uh, alone time and then you sort of hunger for community and mm. so I, I you know i reckon the alberges were awesome it was like this international flavors and 
mixture and man I, I reckon every night in the Alburgues it was like wedding at Cana it was awesome yeah it's just they lay <laughs> on so much red wine and uh, easy easy it, don't let out the secrets <laughs> come on now <laughs> Drew knows exactly what I'm talking no, about. No, hold on, hold on. I don't because I did the whole thing dry because I... Oh, you did it dry. Yeah, because okay. I started the Camino hungover, uh, which was just a oh, stupid, right. stupid, <laughs> stupid idea. And and then I just went, I felt so bad and guilty about the whole thing. I just went, you know what, dude, you got to make sure that you do this with a clear head because I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to accidentally talk and, and uh, mm-hmm. having wine inside me would not be a good thing. Plus, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't a slave to alcohol. So going two months yeah, without yeah. it was a good way for me to make sure that I wasn't being a slave to yeah. it. So, and, 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 and that's one of the things. Everyone's got to do their own masetta, I think. I, I, mine was layered with a heck of a lot of vino tinto and uh, cerveza. Yeah. But, um, yeah, red wine and beer. Yeah, and let me <laughs> let me tell you how hard it was. So the, the time that I decide I'm not going to drink any red wine is I'm walking across Spain, one of the meccas of red wine. You walk behind a winery gourd, and on the backside of the winery, the trail goes right by it, and there's this giant outdoor free wine fountain. <laughs> Did you miss the wine fountain, bro? I got to say, I put my mouth up to it. I put wine in my mouth. I tasted it, you know, kind of like you do a Slurpee machine at the 7-Eleven. You tilt your head and you go underneath it. (laughs) And then I spit it out. So that's what I did. Oh, there we go. Wine tasting at the wine fountain. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, okay, guys, what I want is I want for the two of you to have a connection, and so I'll pass your details on to each other because... That'll be awesome. Thank you. Because it's kind of fun. Very happy to support you, Lisa. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And Lisa, you know, keep in touch with me. I want to connect with you before you go, and it's kind of a cool thing for me. A, we've all walked the Camino. B, you guys are both listeners of the show. Thank you for mm-hmm. tuning in. The check is in the mail for your prescription medicine that you'll need. Um, but but it is kind of a cool thing to have two Drew Marshall Show listeners meeting each other, one from Australia, one from the States, and just talking about this stuff, this Camino stuff. So, But, yeah, we, we've got to finish up here and, and move on. But, guys, thank you very much. Uh, let's thank keep, you. Let's keep in touch. You know, some listeners, thank you. i got to be honest, uh, sometimes it can be a little strange. You guys both seem to be <laughs> lovely human beings, so let's keep in touch. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't convince you how strange I am, Drew. Like, it <laughs> yeah. like I failed dismally there. Yeah, I, I okay. can be an absolute nutcase. Okay, we gotta go now. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thanks, Drew. See, you, Drew. see you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.